0: Bonjour, I am Estelle, your host, and this is what's going on in the wildlife side. As part of a bonus of Wildlife Conservation Insights, the podcast dedicated to the connections between wildlife and human beings. For the second bonus, I will start with a special focus on koalas and capis conservation, we will then move on to a hot topic, COVID-19, in ungulates and gorillas. This bonus will then end on an ocean note. Ready? Go! You probably already know about it, and now it is official. Koalas are declared endangered in parts of Australia. Beginning of February 2022, the Federal Environment Minister listed the koala as endangered under the Environment Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act. Queensland, New South Wales, and the Australian Capital Territory. Since May 2012, koala populations in these three territories were classified as vulnerable, meaning that koalas in these states are now one step closer to extinction. The increasing threats that koalas have faced over several years Include habitat loss, climate driven weather events, diseases such as chlamydial infection and retroviruses, and the 2019 2020 bushfires. Koala populations have declined by 50 to 60 percent in eastern Australia since 21. The endangered listing triggers greater protection of habitat and the government promised to adopt a national recovery plan. You can find a link uh, in this bonus. Another endangered species on the IUCN red list is the Okapi. Okapi live in rainforest habitat of the northeastern Democratic Republic of Congo near the borders of Uganda and South Sudan. Okapi Wildlife Reserve protects more than 100 mammals and uh, about 370 bird species, including 17 known species of primates, more than any other single forested area in Africa. The reserve is also home to indigenous people. The African unicorn is unfortunately listed as endangered by the IUCN. An Okapi Wildlife Reserve harbors as many as 20% of the estimated 30,000 remaining wild Okapi. Until recently, Okapi Wildlife Reserve has escaped much of the environmental destruction affecting surrounding areas. Deforestation and poaching have been increasing in the reserve in recent years, especially due to illegal mining. The Okapi Wildlife Reserve was established in 1996, and it is recognized by the UNESCO as a World Heritage Site. A year later, UNESCO added it to its list of World Heritage in danger due to poaching and mining. Okapi Wildlife Reserve is one of the only four such sites in the Democratic Republic of Congo, along with national parks Virunga, Garamba and Kawizini-Bienga. Satellite imagery from Planet Labs shows that much of the deforestation in the reserve occurred along the Ituri River and appears to be due to gold mining. Gold mining, as an informal, unregulated and illegal activity, is associated with environmental disaster, not only leading to forest loss and poaching, but also to the release of highly toxic substances into waterways, such as mercury. Mercury, and especially methylmercury, um, they both have neurologic effects. It is used to extract gold ore from sediment and magnifies up to the food chain where it bioaccumulates. The Wildlife Diseases Association newsletter of February 2022 discussed the susceptibility of deer and other mammals to SARS-CoV-2. SARS-CoV-2 is the virus responsible for coronavirus disease in 2019. So it's called COVID-19. Studies conducted in 2020 and early 2021 showed that wild-tailed deer have a protein, which is called ACE2 receptor, capable of binding to SARS-CoV-2, allowing the virus to enter susceptible cells. Hale and co-authors published in 2022 in Nature, a paper documenting that free-ranging wild-tailed deer are highly susceptible to infection with the SARS-CoV-2. They are exposed to multiple SARS-CoV-2 variants from humans and are capable of sustaining transmission in nature. No spillback to humans was observed. The finding that wild white-tailed deer were exposed to and infected with SARS-CoV-2 was not unexpected, given that white-tailed deer are susceptible to the virus. Among 481 serological samples collected from Illinois, Michigan, New York and Pennsylvania, 33% 33% were positive for antibodies to SARS-CoV-2. The results varied by state. None of the deer populations surveyed show signs of clinical illness associated with SARS-CoV-2. This study showed that there was evidence of deer-to-deer virus transmission. Talking about SARS-CoV-2, we are going now from the US to Rwanda. Volcanoes National Park was shut in March 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Interestingly, respiratory infections recorded among mountain gorillas in Rwanda's Volcanoes National Park dropped from a pre-pandemic average of about 5 outbreaks among family groups to just 1.6 per year, since the start of the pandemic in March 2020. This was according to the veterinarians from Gorilla Doctors. The decline correlates with lower visitor numbers to the park as well as masking requirement which was previously not mandatory and also an increase in the distance tourists must stay from the habituated apes. Gorilla Doctors is an incredible conservation group working to protect the two subspecies of eastern gorillas, mountain gorillas and eastern lowland gorillas in Rwanda, Uganda and the Democratic Republic of Congo. They monitor the health of the great apes and intervene medically when, if necessary. They recently published in the journal Nature about stricter measures to be kept in place permanently to minimize transmission of human diseases to great apes. Respiratory infections affecting mountain gorillas within the park Are associated to or due to various viral diseases such as human respiratory syncytial virus or human metapneumovirus infection. Respiratory disease outbreaks are the second leading cause of death in mountain gorillas after traumatic injuries. Great apes are susceptible to SARS-CoV-2 virus which causes COVID-19. Cases of transmission from humans to captive gorillas have been reported in zoos in the United States as well as in the Czech Republic. It is very nice to see that stricter measures have been implemented and participate to health improvement of gorillas from Volcanoes National Park. About a thousand mountain gorillas are spread between Rwanda, Uganda and the DRC. More than 70% of these animals are habituated or accustomed to being near humans. We are now moving on to the aquatic section discussing shark protection in Belize. A new study found that Caribbean reef sharks, Carcharino species, experienced a decline between 2009 and 2019 at Glover's Reef Marine Reserve, a marine protected area Of the coast of Belize. Biologists suspected that the decline had to do with legal shark fishing that had been permitted on the edge of the protected area since 2016. By conducting a big survey over 10 years, researchers were able to use scientific data to implement new regulations. These regulations include no-take zones, that extended 2 miles which is about 3 kilometers around Glover's Reef atoll as well as around two other sites researchers are hoping that this new restriction will be enough to help reef shark's population increase although slow reproduction and maturation Last but not least, on the same topic on shark and sea turtle conservation, a study published in the journal Science in January 2022 has shown the benefit of affixing green light-emitted so LED, to fishing nets as a tool to reduce the catch of non-targeted animals, such as sharks and squids. These lights should not impact the catch of Grouper and Halibut. The main problem is the use of gillnets. These gillnets hang in the water and drift for hours or days. They don't discriminate between desirable and undesirable species, which are often tossed overboard with fatal injuries. This bycatch contributes significantly to the global declines of species including dolphins and sea turtles, and it slows down fishers' daily operations. The control experiments were performed along Mexico Baja California Peninsula. They show that illuminating gill nets with green lead lights significantly reduced discarded bycatch biomass by 63%, including 95% fewer elasmobranch, so sharks and rays, 51% fewer turtles, and 81% fewer squids than the dark nets. Moreover, illuminated nets significantly reduced the mean time required to retrieve and disentangle nets by 57%. There were no significant differences in target fish catch or value. This work is still under investigation especially regarding why some animals seem to avoid the light better than others. The main drawback appears to be the Equipment Coast. Thanks for listening to what's going on in the wildlife side. The second bonus from the Wildlife Conservation Insights podcast. You can find more about myself and the show, including this bonus on estelvet.com or directly in the podcast. If you like it, share it. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. If you have conservation stories you would like to share, please, don't hesitate to reach out! Bye-bye!